0: To his podcast produced by Imagine, your resource for early childhood music therapy. Imagine is produced by Della Vista Publisher and can be found on the web at www.imagine.musictherapy.biz. This podcast is entitled Stopping the Music Why, When, and How to Discuss Developmental Concerns with Families and presented by Elizabeth Schwartz. Elizabeth has practiced early childhood music therapy for over 26 years, working with hundreds of children and families through early intervention, free school, and community groups. She is co-founder and education training director of Raising Harmony, music therapy for young children, home of Sprouting Melodies. She is the author of Music, Therapy in Early Childhood, A Developmental Approach, and You and Me Makes We, a Growing Together songbook. Knowing why, when, and how to talk with families about the overall development of their child can be a daunting task. This podcast is designed to serve as a guideline for music therapists for initiating or engaging in challenging discussions with parents related to their child's development. How
1: come he doesn't do what the other children do? When is she going to talk? Is my child autistic? Most parents want what is best for their child and so it's natural for them to ask questions or express concerns about their children's development. As the expertise and competence of music therapists become more widely understood in early childhood work, the more we will find ourselves viewed by families as the expert who can help them through parenting challenges. Knowing why, when, and how to talk to families about overall development can be a daunting task made more complex by ethical boundaries and professional obligations. New music therapists might not be educated or experienced in verbal processing and could find this type of conversation hard. The following thoughts are designed to serve as a template to guide music therapists in initiating or engaging in difficult discussions with parents about their child. So why? First of all, the therapeutic relationship. Why would a parent choose to discuss developmental worries with a music therapist? Why would a music therapist be the one to initiate a conversation with a parent about significant concerns with the child? In music therapy, we create mutual and meaningful relationships with the child and the child's family. The value of these relationships is built on trust and respect. Music therapy is a place where the child and family are made to feel welcomed and safe. Our focus on the whole child and our ability to see and foster positive growth sends a clear message to the parent that we value them and their child. Because of this trusting relationship, parents might feel that we can be a non judgmental source of compassion, understanding, acceptance, and help. Why would a music therapist choose to begin a conversation with a parent about unaddressed needs? Again, because the relationship created through music allows for trust and safety between the music therapist and the parent. The music therapist works within the music to create an atmosphere in which the parent feels supported and powerful, and so they might be more willing to listen and hear difficult messages about their child. Accessibility. In some instances, the music therapist might be the most visible and accessible therapeutic presence for the family in early childhood. Music therapists might be working in the community or home rather than clinical settings. Parents might seize an opportunity in this less sterile climate to initiate an informal conversation about their child. Parents might also seek out the music therapist to reinforce their hopes that everything will be okay. Participation in music therapy can bring out the best in many children, so parents could look toward the music therapist to evaluate the child's strengths rather than deficits. And a holistic view. The music therapist also has the opportunity to observe the child in a full, well-rounded environment. Within music therapy, the child and family can be assessed across domains, The music therapist has the skill and knowledge to evaluate cognitive, physical, social, emotional, communicative, and musical areas of functioning. This holistic view can highlight overall developmental issues that might be missed in more specific, narrow assessments. Since many music therapists work in groups, they also have the chance to see how a child is able to function in a more complex and challenging environment. So when... The question of whether it is appropriate for a music therapist to have a conversation with a parent about developmental concerns is not a simple one. The therapist should examine a number of issues first in order to be ready to respond to parents professionally and ethically. Here are some of the questions to ask yourself. Do I have the legal and regulatory right to discuss overall developmental concerns with a parent? to know and adhere to the scope of practice for music therapy within your state, region, or country. Become familiar with practice regulations of other disciplines or professions that might prevent you from discussing certain developmental areas with parents. An example of this might be speech articulation concerns. Does discussion about overall development fall within my professional scope of practice? The Certification Board for Music therapy Scope of Practice states, Draw conclusions and make recommendations based on analysis and synthesis of assessment findings. Music therapists in the United States are prohibited from diagnosis, but can discuss conclusions and recommendations. Be clear with parents about this. Are the areas of discussion within my personal knowledge, experience, and expertise? Access current literature and research on best practices in early childhood. Draw on the expertise of others through conference presentations and continuing education opportunities. Speak with other team members. If you don't know, then say so, or defer to other professionals. Am I performing my responsibilities as a music therapist within the Professional Code of Ethics? Am I initiating or engaging in a conversation with a parent because it is in the best interest of the child or the parent or the family? Is the decision to not initiate or engage in a conversation with a parent in the best interest of the child, the parent, or the family? Am I fulfilling my responsibilities as a mandated reporter? Do I have enough unbiased documentation to support my conclusions about a child's developmental needs? Read or review your session notes, progress notes, and informal observations to make sure that you have sufficient information to support your concerns about the child. Correlate observations with developmental benchmarks in other areas. And finally, am I overstepping role boundaries by initiating or engaging in a conversation about overall development with a parent? Every relationship is built on mutual understanding of the roles of each participant. If a parent understands your role within an early childhood music program as being a music teacher or music facilitator, you would overstep your role by initiating or engaging a parent in a discussion about overall development, unless it is specifically related to the child's performance or participation in the program. So how do you go about making conversation about developmental concerns? Music therapists are very comfortable creating and engaging in music experiences. Many of us are less comfortable engaging in intense dialogue with parents. But as we become more enmeshed in early childhood practice, we will undoubtedly find ourselves being asked hard and perhaps uncomfortable questions. We might need to step into a primary role guiding parents toward a greater understanding of their child. Here are some tips and suggestions for moving forward. First, Maintain confidentiality. Conversations should take place where both you and the parent can speak freely without others near enough to overhear. Ask to meet a parent where there is privacy. If a parent begins to question you at a time and in a place that is not appropriate, suggest that you schedule another time or move to another location. Remember that maintaining confidentiality is your ethical and professional responsibility. Never disclose your conversation without the direct consent of the parent. Next, clearly identify your role. Make sure that you and the parent are in agreement about your role in understanding and promoting their child's development. Ask the parent if they are interested in discussing the child and if they want your opinion. It is your responsibility to have the parent's consent to discuss the child with them. The parent has the right to agree Or refuse. If a parent asks you questions that are outside your scope of practice, knowledge, or expertise, know your limits, often to help connect them with another professional who can help. Be prepared. Be clear on your reasons for wanting to talk to the parent. Make sure you have adequate supporting documentation for your concerns. Address strengths as well as problems. Recognize that parents might feel the need to talk to you at any time. If you are not ready for this discussion, offer to set up a meeting at another time when you can be fully prepared to answer their questions or concerns. Next, listen. Once a conversation is opened, many parents are willing and anxious to share. Listen. Try and synthesize their concerns into easy-to-understand statements that will help to identify appropriate resources or solutions. It is rare for a child's difficulties to exist in isolation in the family unit. Focus on how the child and the family are impacted. Next, provide the type of help the parent is looking for. Every parent has a different manner of asking for and accepting help. Some parents want a sounding board. Some are looking for empathy or sympathy. Some want suggestions or resources. Some are looking for interventions that they can put into place immediately in the home. Be sensitive to the immediate needs of the parent. Be ready to act. Have an up-to-date list of resources to hand parents if they ask for it. If you don't have the right information, tell the parent you will get back to them as soon as possible. Know your scope of practice, expertise, and experience. Don't promise to help a parent if you are not legally able to provide the type of help that they are looking for. And last, accept the parent's response. Sometimes parents will project their sadness or anger or frustration on the therapist. Know that this is often part of the therapeutic relationship and is not a personal affront. On the other hand, make it clear to the parent that you are not able to offer a cure or a guarantee for any suggestions, ideas, or interventions offered. Stopping the music in order to talk to parents might seem to go against everything a music therapist has been trained to do. It might not be part of the perceived music therapy job description. But as music therapy gains respect and value, therapists need to be prepared to react and to respond to parents' concerns and to use all their available skills to give support. Thank you.
0: Thanks for listening to this Imagine Podcast produced in 2014.